0: avalanche and today we'll just take a quick look back at the weekend was a little under the weather yesterday so I didn't get a chance to discuss the two games the avalanche won against Arizona we'll take a look ahead to this week we all know the schedule that the avalanche faced for the month of March we have hit March <clears throat> so it will be very interesting to see how this team is playing at the end of this month compared to how they're playing now, if there's any difference. We will talk about the expansion draft in you know not so much as like picking players that the Avalanche are going to keep uh as opposed to who they're going to have available, but maybe one particular player. You know, how this season started and The players that we assume the Avalanche would pick are completely different than if we were going to do it like we are today. Who we would would freeze now It's completely different than who was at the beginning of the year. So we'll kind of take a look at that and one player in particular, and then we'll get to the three players of or the three stars of last week, not named Nathan. So uh, lots to get to. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. Lopn underscore Avalanche. On Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions to lockedonavalanche at gmail.com. All right, so before we get to the two game series against Arizona, uh, you know, and it, it's known because he was out the second game and he will be out. Uh, the game, last well, it's, it's last night now. And I also should say that. I'm talking about Camel Carr, first of all. But the start time for the game on Monday, uh, I, I wasn't going to watch the game and then do a show afterward. It had been way too late. So I'm recording this before that game even starts. So I'll cover that game in tomorrow's show. So you already know how that game ends. If you're Clearly, if you're listening to this on Tuesday... But it's just because of the later start time, uh, I'd be up till ungodly hours. So uh, that will get covered tomorrow. Hopefully, the Avalanche won that game, clearly. Uh, But Camel Carr did not take part in it. And as I record this, is not going to take part in it. And still out (laughs) with an upper body injury. Jared Bednar was asked if it was the same injury as uh, about a week and a half ago. And he seemed a little perplexed at the question. Like, And he, he said, he goes, I, I don't remember what his injury was a week and a half ago. When you name things upper body and lower body, uh, although the team knows the specifics of it and the sheer amount of injuries that this team has had, it's probably easy to forget the injuries that this team has had. So he wasn't sure if it was the same one or if it was a different one. Yeah, I mean, it sh- does it matter? Yeah, I mean, it, it does matter, but uh, in the end, it's a day-to-day injury, but we don't know exactly when he will return. He's not playing this San, uh, San Antonio, San Jose series, we know that. So maybe after that, Kale McCarr will return. However, he, with him being out, it's this same old mantra of next man up, and... Look what happened over the weekend, especially in the second game against Arizona. You had two two guys that well, one guy in particular, um, in Jacob McDonald, who just continues to every time he needs to be slotted in, he just does his job, and he nailed the goal. And he, I mean, how could you not be happy for him? To get his first goal as an avalanche. And he played well, you know, and they trusted him. He had over 14 minutes of ice time. Just a a all-around solid effort by him. And that game the second game in particular, the six to two win for the Avalanche, they kind of busted it open in the third with four goals in the third. But that was one of those games. Remember how I said when they played Vegas in that the fourth game? Uh, in that four game series how even when the avalanche cut it to 3 to 2 you just got the feeling that it was still such an uphill climb for them for the rest of that game even though there were 17 minutes left when it was 3 to 2 and then what what happened you know minnesota rattled off some late goals and you had that feeling that not that that was going to happen but it was going to be a struggle to win that game it was the reverse effect. Like you felt that, even though it was a little bit close, the Avalanche were in control. And what Minnesota did to them in the third, in that one game series, they uh, they did that to Arizona, and four goals in the third, and kind of just uh, the dam broke loose. And and that's what this team's capable of. You know, when when they really want to put together a run. Uh, they're difficult to stop, and they had been doing it all game. They just dominated them in pretty much every facet of the game in, in that second game. The first game was a little bit closer. It was a, That was an entertaining game. Uh, but as far as the second game, that's what you want to see at Colorado Avalanche. 41 shots on goal compared to 25 for, Coy- for the Coyotes. You know, they won 57% of the face-offs. And I, people kind of look at the faceoff percentages i i look at that quite a bit i know some people don't i mean pretty much for any stat you can you have people that really look deep into it and some people that say like ah eh, that doesn't really mean too much i always look at faceoffs most of the time they're you know 51 to 49 or 52 to 48 but when it's 57 to 43 in favor of the avalanche you're getting possessions right off the faceoff and that's exactly what you want one for 3 on the power play uh, they only had 19 hits but this is not like a a physical team in in the aspect of they're going to go head hunting for you so that was more of an an avalanche game and it was all started with the Nathan McKinnon Howlitzer from the wing man that was a thing of beauty and you know that's all that's only his fifth goal in the season believe it or not um, but it's almost like i said one of those things where does that get him going? We shall see. Uh, and maybe, like I said, because I'm recording this prior to the game, maybe he had a hat trick and he's proving me right. Um, and my ESP is kicking in. But they looked good. They, they they needed. It's it's odd to say that when you have, like, even in baseball. We're using baseball terms a lot for the season because of the way the schedule is. Every once in a while, you'll hear in baseball, like, this team needs they need to sweep. And it's tough to say that. You know, they need a three-game sweep to kind of get back on track. And although this was a a two-game series, you kind of felt like the Avalanche really needed to impose their will and get a two-game sweep of Arizona. And they did that, and now they have another two games against San Jose, which they are obviously the favorites in those games. So we'll see how this series turns out. They have to hit a stride at some point. Now we're a month and a half into the season, and the Avalanche haven't, I mean, they were hitting that stride before they had their COVID break, and that kind of has thrown them off their game. They've been hit or miss since they've come back. Maybe this, that two-game run against Arizona ignited something, and again, beating a dead horse here, but... Uh, If they won last night, then yes. Then maybe they're finally getting things uh, back on track. If they lost, depends on how they lost. But, you know, because there are good losses. But we'll have to pick it apart and see. So let's uh, take a quick little break right here. And when we come back, we will talk about Eric Johnson. And... Is his future in doubt with the Colorado Avalanche after this season? But first, we're going to hear from rockauto.com, and it is the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So I spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about a section? So, they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, so at the beginning of the season, kind of the big thing to do was pick the players that you thought the Avalanche or whatever team you're talking about would freeze, and what players would they let go? And we don't have to get into specifics, uh, you know, because we have plenty of time to do that before the expansion draft. But it is kind of, you know, maybe within the realm of discussion to talk about a couple specific players that are interesting when it comes to the Avalanche and the expansion draft. Now, just a quick recap, if you have a player who has a no-trade clause or a no-movement clause, you have to protect them unless that player agrees to be put up as unprotected. So, And, and none, none of those players are coming out right now and doing that. That's all after the season. So we can only speculate as if Eric Johnson, who has a no-movement clause, would give that up. Or the Avalanche can just buy out, or any team can just buy out a player who has a no trade or no movement clause and put them up for availability in the expansion draft. That you would have to think is going to happen at this point for the Avalanche because Eric Johnson is, is nowhere to be seen. You know, he had that injury where he smacked his face on the ice. You know, you, you would obviously, it, it's a serious injury. Uh, maybe he, you know, probably broke some cheekbones or, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that that takes some time to come back from. But long term, you know, this is a thing that the avalanche are going to have to sort out. And even Jared Bednar said, I don't know when he's going to return. I don't have a timetable on him. But he did say long term. OK, fine. Long term is, is not anytime soon. So do the Avalanche look at this and say like, we know the exact injury he had, it was a freak injury, and we keep him on and expect him to come back, if he comes back for the playoffs, great, if he misses this entire season, let's just say he does, let's just say he misses the entire season, and you know specifically what caused his injury. It's not a lingering injury that keeps coming back. It's not like a groin thing that just keep you know, or or concussions like with Matt Calvert that keep unexpectedly coming back and keeping him to come out. You know exactly what caused his injury. Is that enough for the avalanche to say we will keep him? Because that injury is a freak thing, and you know, he can come back from that. Or is it something where the Avalanche say like, even though we know what caused his injury and we ex- still expect him to come back, we are cutting ties. And like I said, there's two ways to do that. Eric Johnson would have to agree to remove his no movement clause, or the Avalanche buy him out. Which one would it be? I th- that That's a tough, dis- I mean, in the end, I think the Avalanche would, would probably buy out Eric Johnson because I don't think he will want to move his no-movement clause. And I don't fault him for that. I think he, he loves where he is playing on this team. I think he wants to stay playing with this team. And what, if they come to him and ask if, you know, can, can you waive this? You'll be available to be selected in the expansion draft. I think he turns that down. So, or the Avalanche could go to him and say, the chances of the Seattle Kraken selecting you, if you were to remove your no movement clause, the chances of them taking you are pretty low. And we would gladly welcome you back here. Because I don't think the Kraken would take someone who of his age, who he'll be 33, I believe, at the time of the expansion draft, making $6 million a year, who just had an injury, which you don't know if he can come back from. And the Avalanche are going to have to put up younger defensemen that are much more enticing from a Seattle Kraken standpoint than Eric Johnson. So I think the Avalanche like his leadership on the ice and in the locker room. So I think there might be a way to convince him of that if they word it that way. Because at the beginning of the season, we were all saying, as far as the defensemen go, that the Abs would keep, and depending on which package they wanted to do, they would keep, they'd have to keep Johnson, they would keep Makar, they would keep Gerrard, and possibly Graves. That has completely changed now. And I think because of the way that Devon Taves is playing, Taves is almost a lock to be protected. Gerard is a lock to be be protected. And Makar is a lock to be protected. So that could be your only three defensemen, and then everybody else has to be up for availability. Because you'd have to think the Avalanche would go with the package of seven forwards and three defensemen and a goalie. And Grubauer the way he's played is going to be the goalie clearly. So, I think those are your three defensemen and one way or another, Eric Johnson is going to be available. And and I th- you know, when you are not protecting Graves who is starting to play better, he's very enticing to the Kraken. You know, what who are the other defensemen that the Avalanche have? Byram, they don't have to protect because he's still early in his his career, and guys uh, in the position that he is in, you don't have to protect Byram. So, you, I mean, you would have to think Graves is, is is a likely candidate to be picked up by Seattle. In addition to you know your forwards, some of the forwards that you can't protect. So. I don't know. It, it, this, this is going to be something to, to watch uh, as the season goes on and how these guys play, especially someone like Graves. If he continues to play well, that, that that's that's an enticing player to pick up. And it will probably come down to Taves and Graves on who they protect. And I just think the way that Devon Taves is playing, he he just fits the system great. And Graves, Graves is too. And like I said, he's starting to play a lot better. But this is going to come down to Eric Johnson and how, how much they can convince him to either take the buyout or be okay with being put up. And, I mean, there's always a possibility they take him. The Avalanche, like I said, they like his leadership in the locker room and on the ice. And maybe that's how the Kraken want to start out, too, with a player like him and his leadership qualities. That's very, very possible. So just one of those things to watch because it will be very, very interesting. And the only reason I bring, bring it up now is because uh, Coach Bednar had said he doesn't know when he's coming back. It's long term. So the longer this goes for him, the, you know, the, longer the, the longer this injury goes for him and he's not out on the ice, the more the avalanche have to look into do we keep him based on this injury. Because is is the injury going to be a lingering one for him, and those are all decisions and questions that the Avalanche have to ask now, and at the end of the season, obviously. But it's definitely going to be an interesting thing to see the players that the Avalanche protect and what they do specifically with Eric Johnson. All right, Uh, locked on bets. So they, uh, you know, our our new show, locked on bets. It's our uh, daily podcast at the Locked On Podcast Network that gets you prepared for all of your betting needs. And they actually picked the Avalanche the other day to go over in the game that was last night. The over was six goals. They took the over. And you know now if they won or not. But I have to say, these guys do a pretty damn good job of picking these games and, uh, you know, it's impossible to be perfect when you're a professional better and gambler, but they are as close to if they don't win, they're darn close of of winning. So definitely check out Lockdown Bets. Uh, they they threw our Avalanche in there, so I had to give them a plug for including our boys and hopefully they won that one. So definitely check out the show Lockdown Bets, it's daily get you uh, all situated for your, all of your betting needs and then head over to betonline.ag and sign up for your free account and get a 50% locked or excuse me 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on so bet online it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action there's no more football but there is NBA there is college basketball there is the NHL and it goes even beyond that for any sport you can think of, but even beyond the world of sports. You can bet on award show. They just had the Golden Globes the other day. You can bet on those. You can bet on television shows or reality TV shows. It's real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And it is completely free to sign up. Head over to the website. You can log in on your phone and start your free account sign up for a free account and like i said use that promo code locked on and you will get a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sports book experts all right so last week was a pretty entertaining week for the avalanche start it was almost like the uh, month of march and we are in the month of march started out where they say march comes in like a lion and ends like a lamb well the avalanche started i guess like a lamb and ended like a lion because they played much better at the end of the week than they did at the beginning of the week and we have players that we need to acknowledge in doing so three players of the three stars of last week and again we do players not named nathan because we easily give it to nathan mckinnon Each and every week. But we do have to acknowledge he had a a very good week last week in Nathan McKinnon. Especially with that goal against Arizona, which was a thing of beauty. But who gets the nods here? And what I'm going to do, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Because for the third star, I'm actually giving it to three guys. Because three guys got their first goal of the season. And they all did it in the same game. Jacob McDonald got his first goal in the second. Uh, This is against Arizona. Tyson Jost got his first goal in the third. And P.E. Belmar got his first. Was an empty netter, but so what? So all three of those guys are going to combine to be the third star of last week. Hopefully that gets all those guys going. It's great to get your first one, and sometimes that just... Can catapult you. So uh, McDonald, I love the way he's playing. Jost has been playing well really all year. He's been playing solid all year. Um, just the points have not come for him um, in terms of goals. So finally got one. And Belmar, one of my favorite players on the team. Good to see. he Not only gets a goal, his first point of the season. So two thumbs up for those three guys who are the third star of the week. The second star goes to Gabe Landeskog, and uh, his goal, also against Arizona in the third, tied him on the all-time list for third, I believe it is, for the Colorado Avalanche goals scored, ties him with Peter Forsberg. And, you know, what, what can you say about Either one of those guys, but specifically Landeskog, he's been a captain of this team ever since he he joined them after his rookie season, and he plays the part well. You know, he he is a leader of this team, and everybody wants to point to Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, he's got the skill, and you know he's deserving of the alternate. Gabe Landeskog is a captain, and he carries himself as a captain, and it's it's you know he's he's not a a goal scorer like Nathan McKinnon is, but he gets his fair share, and to to be on the list or tied with Peter Forsberg on anything is always a tip of the hat, so uh, congratulations to Gabe for tying FOPA, and one more obviously puts him above Forsberg, so Gabe Landisog gets our second star. And for the first star, uh, like I said, typically I don't look... I mean, I look at solely base it on stats. Uh, For this one, I kind of have to. um, Partly because he had a really good bounce back week when I had done a show and um, kind of saying he needed to really step it up. And he did obviously he listens to the show and that's Miko Rantanen and he had gone a handful of games just with with nothing I think in seven or eight games he had three points total and they were all assists and then last week uh you know if you wanted to go back an extra day which I can't really include that in this the because this is you know just last week but it maybe a week and a day, okay, on on February 20th. Two assists against Vegas. Then the next game, nothing, but they got shut out that game. And then the loss to Minnesota, he had an assist. Uh, And then the two games against Arizona, the first game, one goal, one assist. And then the second game, two assists. So uh, if you're looking at just, you know, if you're looking at that week, including the Saturday, he's got two, three, four, six assists and a goal. So... He did he, he he turned it around and he was a big reason they have played so well. And like I said, because I kind of called him out and then he responded, I'm, I'm not taking credit for that in any way. I'm just saying he's deserving of the number one star uh, because he did what he had to do. He knew he was not performing the way he needed to play, and that's what all stars do is turn up their game when they had to. And that's exactly what Miko Rantanen did. So hopefully all of these guys can continue this. Avalanche seemed like they are getting back to hitting that stride like they were hitting before they had to go on their COVID break. So hopefully as you're listening to this, they're coming off of a win. And however that game went down, I will talk about that in tomorrow's show. So that is going to be it for today. Let me know what your three stars are, if they differ from mine. Uh, Follow because I put this graphic up on Twitter and Instagram. So... Comment on there if you so choose. Uh, and once again, Twitter, LLP and underscore Avalanche. And Instagram, Locked on Avalanche. That's going to be it for today, everybody. Uh, we will talk about last night's game for tomorrow's show. Hopefully, like I said, that's an Avalanche win. And that's going to be it. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.